Hello, listeners. My name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like Grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, Eric. I'm Mark. And joining us today for the last time, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us, is uh, the didact himself, <laughs> Christian. Our spirit animal, Christian. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really channeling some Christian energy <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a good. pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. God oh, damn my goddamn mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listener lore, listener lore. So this is where we listen to you and your lore, and then you guys listen to us. Listen to your lore. Bred by us, yeah. Right. Yeah, so... Just it's a lore. big circle jerk. <laughs> yeah, really what it is. Layers of lore all the way down. <laughs> no one should tell these people that instead of submitting, they could just do their own podcast and yeah. know, just keep submitting infinite amount, no, no, no. not have to wait for our schedule. Yeah, I'm definitely but... um, editing that out. There's no way <laughs> I'm letting that go through to, to the full episode. So today we have three stories Uh written in the 40k universe uh, either about armies or their own personal battles we've even had some people write in mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. sometimes we get little sometimes we just hear about like and this military had 747 guys yeah you feel like you're reading a report yeah sometimes. which you know to each their own everyone does yeah. information a different way did sure. you get my erotic submission yes we did <laughs> yes yeah. yes and we are Eagerly waiting for part two. Yeah. Orcs of the Long Night. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm on my fifth read through of it. Uh, Starting spicy. a graphic novel, even. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think let's just uh, dive right into it, shall I read Yeah, they the... didn't come for a shitty joke. They want to hear shitty listener lore. Right, so yeah. let's give the people what they want. I'll read the first one. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, submitted to us by McWeekly's. Question mark. So thank you to McWeeklies. <laughs> uh, here we go. Iron Marines, Iron Resolve, a Warhammer 40k short story. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. Fighting was thickest on the front lines of the assault. The full sixth company of the Iron Marines were spread thin as they tried to quell the unending tide of orcs. Great trenches covered the battlefield connected via craters formed by artillery bombardments. 
Months had passed since the Iron Marines first made Planetfall, and there had been no cease to the fighting in all that time. No Man's Land was covered with craters and mud, which would leave a guardsman stranded and left for dead. The thick and viscous, heavy clay soil exasperated its perils. Razor and barbed wire littered the area, making safe passage almost impossible, while the many tanks roaming the area made short work of any who dared to cross. A squad of five veteran marines moved through the bogged-down trenches, their armor weighed down by the thick clay-rich mud which clung to their legs like glue. Scratches and craters littered the marines' armor made by enemy gunfire in close-quarters combat. Large areas of plate were scratched down to bare ceramite and adamantium from their engagements. Months of fighting in the trenches were starting to take their toll on the war gear, but not the marines' resolve, for that was iron. Land raiders' engines thundered as they crossed the trenches, leaving great ditches in their wake which quickly filled with muddy water. The deafening engine sounds echoed throughout the trench network. Each noise blended together, creating a bellow of engines, gunfire, and death. With every passing second, artillery shells battered the ground above them, sending soil and debris scattering in great arcs in all directions. The marines pressed their assault. A land raider powered directly over the marines as it navigated no man's land, its heavy bolters blazing, massacring orcs in the distance. The ground shook from the weight of the tank. Chunks of rock and soil dislodged from its tracks, falling into the trench below. Rocks bounced off the, main, the marines' ceramite plate, chipping the muddy blue paint as it tumbled. All the collected debris from months of trench warfare made it near impossible to make out the yellow and black stripes of their pauldrons. They moved through the trenches with ruthless efficiency, plasma guns and bolters bellowing around them. The marines rounded the next corner, confronted by a tide of green skins. Tight corridors made the orcs easy pickings for the well-trained and practiced marines. Letting loose a flurry of bolter and plasma rounds, the green skins fell. Orcs stumbled forward as limbs were ripped from their bodies by the explosive impacts. Their wails of pain became lost to the overwhelming sounds of artillery fire. The survivors of the initial wave were forced to clamber over the piles of the dead, only to meet the same fate. Heads exploded, spraying brain matter across the walls, painting them with grim violence and brutality. As the marines dealt the emperor's divine justice upon the Xenos, more land raiders crossed above their heads. The walls shook, dislodging earth and burying a dozen orcs the marines did not waver in their approach. They walked over and through the dead as if they did not exist. As they came out the other side, their armor was slick with mud and blood. With the trench now clear, they prepared to move to the next battle. The marines reload their weapons and checked their ammunition. They were running low. Walking directly up the side of the trench, they created their own path to the surface, servos and muscle bundles protesting as they pushed their way through the heavy soil. The moment their gun barrels were over the precipice, their bolters erupted. With every trigger pull, explosions rang out all across the battlefield like a symphony of imperial might. The Emperor's judgment propelled at great speed, hitting home in the heads of the foul Xenos. Bolter rounds exploded on impact, incinerating flesh and sending great chunks of fungus spraying over the battlefield. With trained precision, each round hit its mark with no exception. The marines pressed on. Superheated plasma rained down on the orcs, burning up the oxygen and stagnating the air into a thick plume of smoke and the smell of burning flesh. The sound of plasma filled the marines with righteous intent as they carried on in their push to the next trenches. The veteran marines' bolters' mags ran dry. With no hesitation, they slung their bolters down on their chest, drew their bolt pistols, and continued dispatching of the enemy. With one hand, they fired clearing a path. With the other, they changed the magazine of their primary weapon with staggering and practiced efficiency. Within seconds, they reholstered their bolt pistols and brought their bolters to bear in perfect unison. Each brother knew their position and their role within the squad, covering all lanes of fire, leaving no room for an enemy opening. They drew near to a land raider, which had previously crossed over the trench. The squad sergeant voxed ahead to the tank, letting them know they were in need of supplies. The tank slowed to a crawl. The top hatch opened as a battle brother climbed onto the hull-mounted Stormbolter. He began to lay down multiple fields of fire, covering the squad's approach. 
They reached the tank and slammed against its bulk for cover. The sergeant knocked on the rear hatch twice as his brothers placed their last magazines into their bolters and continued dispatching of the Xenos. The hatch hissed as the airlock disabled. It lowered slowly, revealing eight servitors. Two of them were fitted with heavy bolters. They were more machine than man. The two heavy bolter servitors pushed out of the Land Raider first, moving into the orc's line of fire before opening up with hails of rounds, which ripped through the orcs like butter. The vibrations from the guns shook the ground. The servitors had to lean themselves forward just to hold position without collapsing from the sheer force of the massive rounds. The other six servitors bore great chests filled with ammunition. They began restocking the marines' pouches as they continued the fight. One marine's bolter jammed. He flung his bolter over his shoulder onto the ground near the servitors and drew his bolt pistol. As he fired, a servitor picked up his bolter and began to clean it. Its arms had been modified with augmentations, which were designed to maintain such weapons. The bolter's barrel was placed on the palm and then dragged up inside the arm of the servitor. Inside the arm, the barrel was cleared and cleaned. The mechanisms regressed and parts replaced. This was all done in a matter of seconds before the servitor removed the bolter, replaced the magazine while it sent a, de a ready rune to the marine's helmet display and threw it back to him. Holstering his bolt pistol after loading in a fresh magazine, the marine caught the bolter in a smooth motion before turning back to the battle and continued to fire. Restocked on munitions, the sergeant voxed the driver to thank him and pray for the emperor to protect him. With this, the servitors retreated back into the Land Raider. One of the heavy bolter servitors was heavily wounded. It collapsed as it entered the Land Raider. Thick oil like blood poured from the open wounds in its chest. None of the other servitors noticed or cared. They were incapable. The rear hatch shut again slowly with a hiss as the air seal was restored. As the Land Raider pulled away, the Marines were left exposed, but with their new ammunition... They were back to full form and ready to deliver more death to the foul Xenos for the Emperor. End. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, we got a little bit of a like a addendum that he added on whatever just to give a little context. So the Iron Marines are a successor chapter of the Ultramarines Legion and were founded during the third founding. Their color scheme is primarily blue with silver detailing on their Aquilas and the Battle Brothers helmets. Their pauldrons have a blue border with a black and yellow lined pattern similar to warning tape. Sergeants wear yellow helmets. Their notable weapons are their power fists and plasma weapons, as all captains, lieutenants, and sergeants must carry them. <laughs> Each tactical marine squad must also feature a plasma gun. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, this is from him. From McWeekly's, I should say. <laughs> the main reason I created this force was because I really like the look of Power Fist and wanted to create my own force based around that weapon. However, I did not want to create an Imperial Fist successor chapter to do that because all of them have that and my force wouldn't be different enough. I think the addition of Plasma as a mainstay because also makes them a bit different as you don't see it as much as you used to, other than Hellblasters, which do make up a chunk of my force. I also wanted to use tanks because I never had any in any of my armies. Cool. Okay. Uh, that's a very gritty, yeah. gross, disgusting battle scene. Uh, yeah, that was some great bolter porn. I, I really like just how well he described all, like, the weathering on the armor and, like, yeah, the thick mud. Really descriptive. You don't like mud, Christian? No, I love mud. I love mud as much <laughs> as the next guy. No, I, I did enjoy it. Like you said, it's 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 bolter porn. It's bolter porn. It is yeah, bolter it's, porn. Uh, Honestly, I would I say it's, it's been a long time since I've read bolter porn, so this was kind of cool. It's yeah. full of cliches, but it doesn't necessarily make that bad. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Like, it's... it's I It painted a very vivid image in my mind, which to me is, like, on the better side of that, right? Like, you can describe a trench system... One of two ways. <laughs> Muddy? <laughs> yeah. Or dirty. So so he did a good job with it, for sure. And I wish there was a little bit more info as to why the plasma. Like, if he had a little mm. bit developed the 
I guess the background of his chapter. Yeah, maybe a more. his home world has yeah. plasma vents on it. Or like just like something. the everything, it's like a little bit generic, which is fine. Like if, if you don't care to invest that much yeah, into it, this is much more just a slice of one encounter and less yeah. of a hey, here's my culture and here's yeah. The, but even uh, even in his explanation after, it'd been cool if there was mm-hmm. a little more detail. Yeah. Like as, I think as is, they're to, fine. Something for McWeekly's to yeah. well, take we got a look this at. Yeah, email sure. almost two years ago, so <laughs> chances are good he's worked on his lore since then. <laughs> so does he still listen to the podcast? You better. <laughs> if you're out there, McWeeklies, send you know us what a you need to do. <laughs> and in two years, I'll get back to you. Uh, yeah. I. Um, okay. Something I never really understand is the warning stripes. Mm. I see it on a lot of different Marines, even on official Games Workshop artwork. Yeah. And I never get, got it. Like, why? Danger. You're about to get rolled. Yeah. By a why tank. is it there? Like, why do they put it on their chain swords? And like other weapons, because uh, chainswords are dangerous, Eric. <laughs> I I understand that they are dangerous. But You're also, the reason why we need these hazard strikes. <laughs> People like you, yeah. I I know they're dangerous, but also shouldn't everyone in the realm of <laughs> Warhammer Forty Thousand understand that they're dangerous? Yeah. yeah. Like I, they don't cover all weapons like that. I think it's fifty fifty the industrial look and part of it too. Chevrons actually feature quite a bit in like medieval, like heraldry and stuff they're there chevrons yeah like but the, yeah but those are like the but they're often like the iron warriors are described they're they're like almost like a lambda like a repeating lam- lambda pattern okay yeah. but that's not the same as like a warning stripe because no but it could give that impression and then like if you had a black and yellow pattern then to your modern eye it would look like that i don't know i think it's just a fusion of the two okay like industrial plus medieval which yeah. is pretty much what 40k is right yeah that's true. I I don't know if there's like a reason. I definitely that. can appreciate when they're like they're well painted. Yeah. I mean, I can appreciate any color if it's like well painted and put well, on a model. Not any color. Any color model. <laughs> no. No. But I just that's just one of the few like hey, it's very obviously done in this pattern and on these specific things and I never Iron quite Warriors got it. have that too as like a yeah. very significant hallmark of theirs and I wonder if that's like related to like siege works construction kind of like yeah. idea right like sure you see that a lot on construction sites these guys are like the builders <laughs> actually more the like builders. the taker downers because it's the imperial <laughs> fists are the builders but yeah um one cool thing i really liked about the story too is his description of how like they uh resupply like mid-battle yeah, i yeah, love yeah. that Up no one ever talks yep. about it and i mean another way is like that i've heard is just servitors following you with cases of ammunition yeah and, and i've heard stuff. of even them like drop potting in yeah. supplies but like i really like his description like to yeah. actually take the time to like actually think about okay we're not just don't have endless ammunition here we yeah. need to to resupply it's an actual yeah. factor I, I actually really like that and i like his description of it and everything there were a couple things yeah, that servitors and yeah. stuff in that yeah. gun arm thing yeah just like the barrel feeding into his arm and like, like things like and, coming out yeah. and cleaning it yeah like i could place very parts. vividly imagine yeah. that happening yeah doesn't break any lore like it's beautiful Love another it. thing that really uh like painted a picture in my mind was these massive land raiders going over the trenches yeah. and you just hear like a roar and then the <laughs> smack down as it goes on the other side and the uh it really brought that image in my mind mm. the land raider design is based on the mark one tank that they used in world war one which is exactly why like it drives yeah, over yeah. it's literally purpose is a drive over trenches and like the way their their tracks are built like if they dip into the trench they can dig themselves out yeah well going. they have that like weird that lift yeah, yeah angle yeah i like them thanks i i honestly think that the older school like the squat firstborn tanks with all the tracks and treads mm. they fit way more to this gritty dirty gritty grungy style of warfare than any of the floating stuff yeah yeah no i agree definitely yeah but what's nice about the floating hover jets is yeah. when they fly over dead bodies and stuff on the battlefield, the dead oh, bodies just, just crunch like, them. <laughs> they yeah. crush. Because like, it's like a just, gravity thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, they just must leave this fucking crazy exploding <laughs> oh. of carcasses. So, that's the only reason okay. I like them. I would not mind seeing someone do You don't think a track can do that to you, though? Well, yeah, I know, but it's not as much surface area. You know, there's only two low tracks. Is that it's a whole big... Two, two little tracks. This one track. <laughs> each track is like three feet wide. Compared to the 20-foot Land Raider Repulsor? Come on. Yeah. All I'm saying just is... Just like a trail of just smushed things behind it. Yeah, that could be pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, I really liked this, actually. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. The It definitely felt like an action scene, especially the moment where he... 
like the servitor throws the bolt gun <laughs> back to the marine and the marine in that instant like reloads his bolt pistol holsters it catches the bolt gun doesn't miss a drop and just kunk, 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 that's kunk, how kunk, i kunk. imagine them to work though yeah. that like that to me that's like not even exceptional for space marines that should be like sure. baseline they should all be action heroes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nobody's a fumbling of, around with a grenade. Little <laughs> bit of like gun fu in there. Yeah. Bam, 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 <laughs> bam, bam. What's that movie with uh... Equilibrium? Yes, Equilibrium with Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's it's a wild ride. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, honestly, I appreciated that McWeeklies. 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 If you got uh, pictures of your models, yeah. send them, post them on our Discord. You We'd described them so well, mm-hmm. and I want to see this battle damage and mud yeah. all over your models. <laughs> yeah. His models are just covered in like Strickland mud. <laughs> Not even you can't even see them underneath. From like yeah, the waist yeah. down, it's just mud. Uh, pro tip for just new painters. Purity seal will stop your paint from chipping. So, if you want to go do trench warfare, <laughs> Make sure and you... you're worried about the cleanliness of your armor, <laughs> pick up Terran GW <laughs> Purity Seal. Now Spray. only $9.99. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or 10 years of servitude <laughs> in Effectorum. That's nice. That's cool. Uh, well, let's move on to our next story. All right. Our next story is titled Isaac. No, so that's the submitter <laughs> who didn't the... bother to give us a title. Right. We'll name so we'll call the story Isaac. <laughs> Isaac, written by, by Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> we'll see if the uh, story lives up to the name. <clears throat> the death songs are a chapter that has been pushed under the rug because of their heretical decisions but the emperor didn't want to get rid of one of his greatest legions, as they have been forgotten. The flaw of the death songs is that if they fight in melee combat for too long, the marksmen or close combat... Oh, uh, this looks incomplete. Oh, okay. The flaw of the death songs is that if they if they fight in melee combat for too long... Yeah, like we're just going to close... read what he sent okay. us, and we can't... Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. just carry on. The marksmen or close combat honor, a.k.a. the honor of corn is for the individuals who show exceptional shooting or close combat prowess. The individual's bolter or melee weapon is painted red. The sonic boom is an honor given to the exceptional of Slanesh. The bolter is painted purple, and the bolter round doesn't explode normally. It explodes into a wave of sound. The honor of Chinch is only given to psychers who are adept in the ways of warp magic. Their helmet bears a blue stripe. The honor of Nurgle is given to the most hardened veteran, and their helmet bears a green stripe. The different squads are represented by four different colors. Battle line is red, fire support is blue, close support is green, veteran is white. All of this is born on the right pauldron. The rank within the squad is born upon the left pauldron. Red is normal, white is veteran, gold is sergeant. War cry of the songs. With one mighty breath, the warlord bellows out the words of their fallen primarch, Excelsideramon. Weapons and units. Units, Hellsound Warriors, Intercessors, Rock Blasters, Pulsar Smashers, Hell Blasters, Dubstep Cannons, Sonic Dubstep Strikes. Cannons. <laughs> Sonic Strikes, Inceptors, and Rock Blasters. Is he breaking down like he calls them Hellsound Warriors, but they are Intercessors and they wield Rock Yeah, I blasters? think in brackets is what they are and then what they're... Okay, so he has Pulsar Smashers, which are Hell Blasters, blasters and they wield Dubstep, dubstep cannons. cannons. Okay. Blub, blub, blub. <laughs> Sonic Strikers are inser- in- Inceptors and they have Auto Rock Blasters. The Hellsound Warriors are the most common unit in the Death Songs. They use the rock blasters, which uses a small, harsh burst of sound to destroy the body of the target. Pulsar smashers are a unit that go after big targets like tanks or commanders. Their dubstep cannons shake the target in the very, in the very rivets. The sonic strikers scream through the sky, emitting a piercing scream over the sound of the sonic booms that are created by the speed of their jetpacks. Psyker powers. Song of the Earthshaker. Whoa. This power, uh, sorry, my computer is glitching. Uh, this power allows for the Psyker to send out a sonic wave that is able to split planets clean in two when wielded by an extremely powerful Psyker. Uh, he gives some stats, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Song of the Bone Crusher. This power shakes and eventually crushes the victim from the inside out. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so those are 
two psychic powers that the death songs wield. Yeah. yeah. And then he has, so it's kind of the reverse of your story is that he's kind of given us the layout of the chapter and then the written part of it. Listen to them. The songs of death, what music they make. Primarch Excelsid Daramon, chapter motto. They never thought that the emperor would like this. They thought that they would be accepted properly instead of being classified as heretics. But at the last moment, someone stepped in and said that they would be forgotten and expunged from the records and no one will know of them. Sometime during the Horus heresy. For the emperor, Excelsis roared. His scythe shook slightly with concentrated sonic energy. He swung it into the being before him. The weapon cleaved cleanly through. In the places where it got stuck, the sonic energy shook it free. The speakers on his armor pounded with pure harnessed energy. He smiled. He looked around viewing the display of carnage set before him. He muttered the motto of the death songs in the ancient tongue of his people. Listen to them, the songs of death, what music they make. My lord, said a lieutenant close to him, report. My lord, the Xenos are almost purged. Good. Is the warlord dead? No. Good. He trudged towards his army, stopping and parting, standing to attention. He asked the lieutenant, who was walking just behind him to the side, subserviently. My lord, the Greenskins, calls itself Death Killer the Sawbones. Thank you, you may leave. You gets all gonna die. I don't think we were going to die. It is you who is going to die. The war boss stopped and told his orcs to stop fighting, as he would take on the Primarch himself. The orcs backed off, and the Astartes circled the two. Exalced stuck his scythe in the ground, and Sawbones dropped his other weapons. Us gonna die. No, you are going to die. Exalcest hurled himself forward. The orc, or what was left of it, was slightly pulsating because of the base of the seekers on Exalcest's legs and the soles of his boots. <laughs> Death songs, advance! The legion moved forward, killing every straggler that came into their way. My emperor, the Xenos has been purged. Well done, Exalcest. Thank you, lord. Boom! The door to the chamber swung on its hinges. Exalcest Daramon, you are under arrest for heresy. Why? I haven't done anything. Exalcest looked to his emperor in hope of explanation. Nothing came. No, he will not be classed as a heretic. Him and his legion will be expunged from the records. My lord, what have I done? My son, you have done nothing wrong, but others class you as heretics, and even though nothing has happened, justice must be swift. I see. Guns firing, enemies screaming, missiles exploding, tanks rumbling, dying hearts beating for their final time. These all together create a beautiful cacophony, a macabre chorus. These are the songs of death. Okay. Well, thank you, Isaac. Yeah. So the death songs is one of the, either is it chapters 2 or 11? Yeah. yeah. That were removed from imperial history. And for good reason. Now the emperor's not going to tell us his reason or whatever. He kind of did. <laughs> You've done nothing wrong, but fuck it. <laughs> Justice must be swift, my son. Yeah. Others have said it is, so it, and well, like, my hands are tied. I'm only the emperor. Yeah. What am I going to do? I can't say no to these people. I don't know. This is a shitty story. <laughs> there's, crazy. I think there's room to grow in this one, for sure. For sure. I like the... I like their focus on... Sound. auditory stuff i love all the sonic I weapon think that's stuff neat. that's sweet and like man just don't write missing pre-mark stuff i would love all of this if it wasn't about a missing primark i don't you can't write it okay. i'm not interested so for you like the line is no primark yeah it's... for me i was okay with it until the emperor was there sure okay um he's like a very established character and like yeah. it, i don't think i would see him acting this way <laughs> Uh, towards one of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it's not. It's tough. If it was it, a chapter master, just change it to a chapter master. Mm. Sweet story. Now, now you got this badass sonic weapon chapter. Not really heretics, but they are. Also the, sweet. like the terminology even of like heresy and stuff. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Was that really even around no, or like, used? There's no, there's no one to convict you other than like the emperor is the emperor. Of yeah. The, the Inquisition yeah, didn't really nobody, exist yeah, during Exactly. Like time. who's arrest? Like no one's arresting anyone without yeah. the emperor's consent here. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't click with the era it's supposed to fall into. Yeah. Also just kind of trying to make it like loyalists, heretics, maybe pick, pick a path. Pick a path. 
either be heretics. Well, or... I think uh, when he's describing, when Isaac is describing for like the whole honor of Zinch, honor of corn, that must be later when, you know, they're like, it's yeah, the classic, they call uh... us heretics, so now we will be heretics, I mm. think, is kind of where his, the route of the death songs went. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, that's my guess, yeah. at least. Sure, yeah, yeah, I get. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give it that in that. Yeah, I reading. think they they really were supposed to be loyalists, they, and then they were kind of kicked out of the Imperium. So then they pursued chaos. Exactly. After the fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, the okay. feeling I get in that, out of in it. that sense. And sure, uh, the psychic power. Okay, he says that it's powerful enough to split a, a planet. planet in two. <laughs> that's rowdy. For that's sure. wild. Now, now I like to think that that maybe only happened once in ten thousand years. Maybe Excelsat is the only one it, who is capable exactly. of doing it. Yeah, yeah. it has happened. Before yes. with this power, but it probably won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other power is cool. You just fucking vibrate. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Somebody did death. Crush them. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I love it. I yeah. really love all the sonic weaponry stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool theme. Yeah. Definitely stick with the theme. Uh, I like the, the quotes you have, like the things Primarch's Excelsad has said. Listen to them, the songs of death, what music they make. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, what was that another one? That sounds said? very familiar, and I want to say... It might be. I could be wrong, but it, yeah. in my mind, I feel like I've heard it from a noise marine. <laughs> sure, I, could I be mean wrong. it's possible. But I mean, if your primark is quoting mo- noise marine, <laughs> you've got a problem. Hmm. Uh, I like you're pretty descriptive on when you are describing things. It's all auditory based. You're not describing how things looked or really mm. like even smelled. Just, yeah, smelled or tasted yeah. the air. <laughs> you're only describing things like auditorily, yeah. which is neat. Uh, speakers in the soles of his boots <laughs> yeah. and his legs just yeah. like the bass just crushing yeah. someone so blah, blah, blah. just picture this like you, yeah. you know like a whole army marching and you hear like the ten thousand footsteps right. now picture stardies and every step is a boom yeah like yeah bass it's right and, to the now, beat like the whole earth is literally vibrating Shaking. from them like that's yeah. cool i could actually go yeah, yeah yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. so there's some cool stuff in here for Absolutely. sure Absolutely needs to be refined a little mm-hmm. bit a lot yeah. of it. But if, uh, uh, thank you for sharing nonetheless. Yeah, like, Isaac, if you are still listening to yeah. Warhammer, because it's been a minute, um, if you'd like some stuff, I'd actually enjoy going over this with you myself. Mm-hmm. Just shoot me a message in like the Discord or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. We'll yeah, we can this. we can make this beautiful. Yeah, because I thought I think you got some really cool ideas. Yeah, in even here. even I love how he's renamed all his unit names to yeah. you know rock Custom. blasters, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's just yeah. Nice little details. Very, very cool. I liked um, the the squads. So he the different colors. Battle line was red. Fire support blue. Uh, close support green. And veteran is white. And that's right pauldron. Yeah. And then he instead of doing like symbols, they said the left pauldron just is rank within the squad itself. Okay. Which was kind of neat. I thought. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's yeah. an easy way to paint them. Is this pre or post heresy? I th- I'm assuming it's post, but I don't yeah. actually know. If you have uh, models, too, just send, send pics. Yeah. <laughs> slide them in my DMs. <laughs> slide those Warhammer, those, slide those Warhammer yeah. pics. I kind of want to see Excel Sad uh, and his speaker armor. Yeah. If it just exists, sounds like yeah. he has speakers all <laughs> over his armor. He opens his mouth. It's just another speaker inside. And the ancient tongue of his people, like what does that sound like? Mm, you know, is like it upset. like is it musical? <laughs> oh, it has to be. Is it like guttural? Is it deep? Is it high? What is it all got? of the above? Yeah, because it's know. like tonal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very neat. Uh, cool. Thank cool. you, Isaac. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, okay, and the final story we're going to be sharing is actually a part two of a story. Believe it or not. 
Wow, from how long ago? Too long. <laughs> Too long. Someone actually resubmitted, oh, eh? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of cool. This is close to me. Uh, there's a guy named Luke. We've actually read one of his stories before. He actually wrote about my Iron Skulls warband. He wrote that cool drop pod story. Yeah. Um, so now he's actually written a part two. Hey, and I'm find... pretty sure we were actually in that story, if I remember yeah, correctly. Oh, is that were... that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You bastard. <laughs> So this is part two uh, from Luke. It's cold in here. It is cold everywhere except the engine rooms and warp chambers. I feel every degree of temperature that permeates this prison. No, this liberation. Teleportation signals. Hmm. They return, making this place once more unhallowed with their infection. I feel that too. The infection that gave us our gifts. I feel the distortions in the warp as they rejoin me, the presence of their corrupted bodies. I feel the stride of their boots. I feel the rumble of the voices in the air. Uh, it was a half su- success, their latest incursion. Did they find the answer they wanted? No, they did not. That will be a di- uh, displeasure to him. They will meet to discuss their next steps. I feel and hear, wow, I feel and hear the peal of the engine whine and ignite as I take us into the void. The Inquisition will be here soon. Someone I wish not to know of us, at least for now. They make for the conference chambers, and I pondered what they would say. Through the sparks and cabling, I feel my consciousness, consciousness drift towards them. My vision congeals into a charred and pinstriped view of the Iron Skulls. They have convened. The Iron Ancient stands in the dim light of the console, its fellows flanking the Great Hulk with our master before them. A waste of time. A waste of our time. Lord Vorketh Aramis? Armis? Fuck it. My own characters, I can't say the name. Perfect. <laughs> Establishing tone and his always does. Or establishes his tone as he always does with a fist striking steel. No one flinches. That outpost has nothing but curs and false brothers with, bot, with not but bolts in their skulls. None knew a thing. His fist craters into a steel of a girder. My body reverberates with the impact. My lord, one of them speaks. The, wis- the worshipper speaks. The elimination of the outpost and its brother falsities were great dis- or a great pleasure to us. Speak not of pleasures, Iskal. Yes, I'm, the blood- I'm sure the blood god reveled in his sacrifices of slaughter, but sh- should not we also drink of his enjoyment? No one but one... <clears throat> Wow, no one but me detects a single the signals of Iskar's body, his adrenaline glance and heart rising in activity as he calms within seconds. Many a great sacrifice must be given before we are able to receive his f- blessings in full, my lord. I meant not ill or distaste for your leadership. Then you will seal your throat before interrupting me again, blood sworn. Lord Vorketh studies his battle brothers briefly, and I, and I feel the gaze upon me for a singular moment. We fester here, brothers. We fester without action, without progress. We are no closer to discovering the location of the traitor commander today than we are a century ago. He hides from us. He stays on the move. He fears us. My brothers shift their weight, grins, uh, grins of malignity. malignity. What is that word? Malignity? Malignity? <laughs> painting their faces they believe as much as i do their words our lord speaks the that identities <laughs> would not move so constantly if he was not afraid we we will go on we will press forward until we find him he stares upward into a pick feed array that which i see through them morgan what are the analytic analytics of the rabble that joined us today he addresses me directly i feel his searing attention like warp fire through my through a human corpse 67% losses, 10% malfunction, 23% uh, survive. These, Lord Vorkas' voice groans with the weight of his distaste. These creatures who call themselves our followers, why do we take them with us? He looks across at his charges. One dares to answer, to draw our enemies' fire, my lord, to clear a path for us. Because we are not in control, Lord Aramis spits the words, launching meat-flecked saliva across the room. He further emphasizes his word with an impact upon the control desk, his fist cratering down. They wreck this shit. Yeah, they don't Jeez give a shit. <laughs> his grimace of fury morphs into a ceased mouth of grim determination. But we will be, 
Oh, we will be. Until that day, we will allow them uh, with us only to die. They are not worthy of that which we carry, this blessed curse. I can see Iskel, the worshiper, battling with himself. His inner wisdom is evidently the victor, and he remains silent. I allow them on this ship so they might be purged on the path we tread to form cobblestones of bone, asphalt, and blood, and soil of flesh. You will not for a moment forget our purpose. A silent dismissal follows with only his uh, sabatons against the hull giving indication as his direction. The brothers file out and the Iron Ancient uses his second vocalization of the cycle. Iskal, it which feed requires sustenance. The light of the viewplate goes dark and the blood swarm takes up three of the rabble on his way to the cage. They chitter in, the, in their hunched forms as they trail him. I have not seen a feeding of it for some time, so I follow, eager to again drink in the might of our once brother. My consciousness shifts through the circuit, streaming through data conduits, revealing, reveling in the information exchanges. I reach the cage before he does, and I watch it for a time. A chaos spawn. That, <clears throat> that is what Imperial Records know them as. A literal definition. If there was ever one, likely coined by the cousin falsities in the Mechanicus. Its many arms and appendages flick and twist and pulsate it with chaotic emotion. I had to advise against bringing it with us to the outpost to Lord Varkas' anger. I had to reason with him, as I feel I'm the only one who can. The time to herd it back aboard the ship will be too costly, my lord. We already know they have detected us. The Inquis an Inquisitor discovering us would force our hand too early. We must strike hard and fast. I remember the way he looked at me, as though he glared hard enough the weight of the warp itself might tear it me from existence. Perhaps it would. But he listened, as he always does. He needs me, just as I need them. Every ship needs a crew. <clears throat> its great singular eye turns in its socket, up at a blast door to its containment uh, as Iskal and his entourage enter. Their steel, the heavy steel clangs with mighty boom against the archway, alerting all within of Iskal's approach. Maintenance servitors swivel on the pedestals, going about menial tasks, while their rabid cultists of the iron skulls go about their own maddling huddling, hutting. They scatter before the approach of the Bloodsworn as he nears the containment chamber itself. It which feed crawls on two of its four legs, on two of its four legs, bringing itself above Iskal's height. It let loose a gurgling roar and scratches, uh, snatches from within his wriggling tentacle. <laughs> the charged steel of his prison quickly disperses the thought of feasting on the Obliterator Marine with a surging, with a surging of lightning. It shrieks in pain and takes us stalking about the cage, uh, its eye following Iskal as it circles. Abomination, Iskal growls. You understand it most of all, creature. You know why we kill. The mutation of the flesh in the warp influence slows to a prowling stomp, and the thud of its steps echo through the room. The three followers who trailed Iskal clack their teeth together, together and exchange noisome groans and belches uh, between each other. They look at Iskel questioningly. Feed, master? It feed? We feed? Iskel sneers and picks up one by his throat. Yes, you feed. He answers grimly, hurling the cultists above the cage. I bring open the upper hatch of the prison as the slave plummets downward again. With a slap of metal, or flesh on metal, it bounces off the rim of the aperture with a crack of bone before falling through into the waiting jaws of it which feeds. It smacks its teeth and ripping lips together, rippling lips together, devouring the now wailing and screeching cultures, which screams thanks and blessings. <laughs> this audio drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which screams thanks and blessings to the Iron Skulls, and the two remaining cackle madly. Now me! Me now! They call simultaneously. It turned into weird golem, and that's unfortunate, but... We'll carry on. They call simultaneously from the diminutive stairs, uh, statures of Iskel, quickly devolving into... These are too many pitus squabbling, fighting for the honor of going second. That's nice. Okay. Iskel obliges them. 
with no care for which order they plead for, he pitches them through the feeding hatch into the cage to follow their damned comrade. They hurtle downward, uh, gloriously sickening smiles of ecstasy on their faces as the bodies are crunched, slurped, and devoured by our once brother. I bring the hatch close and watch it as it chews down the sinew and bloated flesh. Iskal reaches towards the cage, his fingers outstretched as, as though to pet the creature, but a bright crackle of energy through the steel changes his mind. Sometimes it's good to remind them who truly keeps it caged. Morgon, Lord Volkes' voice, pulls me from my thoughts. I snake my way through the labyrinth of cables and generators into his presence. My vision shifts into the chambers, chambers where my core resides. I see the undulating flesh metal that gives me my power. My old augmentations plugged into sockets into the walls, carrying my signals back and forth. I feel my entire being surging through the length of the hull. I am the conduit through which my will is enforced. I am here, my lord. I answered, my voice crackling from the Voskaster embedded in the throat of my one in the throat that was once mine. How goes the inventory? Lord Volkath rumbles. We acquired as many munitions as we dared from the outpost armory before the signal from the Inquisition got too close. We are well stocked for the next assault. And where is the next assault? I recognize the look he gives me. We're assaulting where you command, my lord. I require only coordinates. The answer satisfies him. I always must caution myself against overstepping. You are listening again, Morgon. Watching, too. I cannot decipher what he expects this time. Is he making conversation? Chastising me? I'll plead ignorance. It is my purpose to listen, my lord, to learn of the insights into our operations firsthand, to analyze, to predict, to adapt. You would be more effective at that if you joined us on the battlefield. Tech Marine. His, <clears throat> his leer seeks to draw me out. He, all of them, resents me. Do not give in. I join you from my integration. It is 23% complete. I can see and hear everything that occupies in, or that occurs in the primary sections. I have control of all primary functions that serve our purpose. I revel in the memory of when I first encountered or connected to. And how long until you reach 100%? He interrupts my reminiscence. I know his tone. Uh, I know the tone he employs. He seeks to anger me. He knows that I am so much more now. It is unknown, my lord, but I have, I have the control I desire, and that control is yours. The machine spirit uh, bowed to me decades ago. Volkoth hawks a chunk of spittle on the ground and said the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. The machine spirit? He seems al almost to howl with laughter, speaking as though, a as though to an audience. The machine spirit? His voice lowers his tone, shifts to a growl. I tell you, Morgon, he tightens grasp on one of the mechandendites, bending and crushing it. Pain, I do not like it. If you are lying to me, if you are not tamed, if you have not tamed the accursed scene, wow, if you have not tamed the accursed machine spirit within this ship, I am the machine spirit. I pitch the ship forward, pouring more power into the engines to make a point. He is forced to plant his boots upon the iron... Uh, for balance. A smile of satisfaction would have crossed my face had I had one left. The sudden change in velocity made him loosen his grip upon that was that which he once so cruelly mangled. He appears to like the answer, for now perhaps. He holds one hand before him, a finger outstretched to point at the uh, desiccated husk of my once body. Our time is coming, Morgan. I am not a patient man. You, you're, wow, you tread thinly. Behind his facet, facade of anger, I know this was a test, a reminder. I feel his boots, boots traverse the portal from my chamber into the rest of the ship and beyond. I angle myself to cast, catch the astral, astral winds. We will need to refuel soon. It's cold in here. Cool. <laughs> so, Spooky. Yeah. Um, we did a bonus episode where we were talking about – it was the three of us. We were talking about, like, well, what if an obliterator guy got corrupted and, like, joined a ship and now he's part of like this huge kilometer wide yeah. ship. So he 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 liked that and ran with that I guess. Wow. Very cool. Mergon. Yeah, it it took me a minute to like try and understand like he kind of teases mm -hmm. out that mm -hmm. this thing isn't like a regular being. Yeah. Yeah. 
he just tosses in something different every once in a while and you're like wait a minute that's not how a person would do things they don't do it like that and oh it's cool <laughs> yeah it's very uh, cool there is more do you want to go over the rest of it before we dive um in? I can read it. Yeah, you can read that if you okay. want. Yeah, it so seems this is cool. a yeah. little talk about Lord Vorketh Aramis and Ixal the Bloodsworn. Uh, so Vorketh is a rank of a Chaos Lord, Warlord trait, the Cult of Destruction, Relic, Flesh Metal, Exoskeleton. And these are the things that your character actually plays with on tabletop? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> Dear guy. It's been know, so it's long. Been so He's obviously long. based off of me too, right? <laughs> <laughs> me in the story? Yes, the whole flesh metal exoskeleton <laughs> is. Uh, so the background. Vorketh Aramis was originally a sergeant in the Silver Skulls chapter, leading nine centurions with a Leviathan dreadnought accompanying them. He was an ambitious and tactically aggressive leader, giving his brothers constant pushes for no quarter on the battlefield. If they could not take the field, they were not worthy of bearing their chapter name, as he would remind them. During the Indomitus Crusade and their clash with the Iron Warriors that infected them, this tactic of relentless aggression brought, bought them their lives. As their brothers had left them to hold the line while they fled, which was an act of ultimate cowardice in Vorketh's eyes, he pushed harder than ever before, going so far as to charging ahead even of his fellow stranded brothers. With wrath and fury, he felled three traitor marines with his chain fist before he was joined by his fellows. Together they fought for countless days, the ground becoming so slick with blood, bodies, and viscera that by the end, those on the battlefield were almost wading through it. Even now, 200 years after that day, Vorketh and his band of renegades cannot recall how they survived. This victory, however, galvanized his belief in what he sees as the superior tactic of unrelenting aggression to break both the will and bodies of his enemies. With the rejection and attempted execution of him and his brothers at the hands of his own chapter, he mercilessly ordered the reverse and watched as the strike cruiser he now calls his own was purged of those who would have killed him. Reborn with the unholy obliterator virus in his body and mad vengeance in his hearts, he embarks now with the Iron Skulls on his own crusade against Chapter Master Argentius, even if it takes him to the door of Varsavia, the Silver Skulls' homeworld. And then we have Ixal, the Bloodsworn. Ixal is the only one to have any semblance of recollection for what transpired during the Warband's battle against the Iron Warriors. However hazy it might be, Ixal remembers. He remembers the call of blood, of rage, of war. He was an Astartes before, but now he's something more. He remembers the screaming in the back of his mind, scratching at the edges. It began as a low, rushing echo, like the shores of an ocean. It's classic warp shit. Yeah. <laughs> it warp swelled shit. into a cacophony of resonating roars of a billion souls, all calling him to battle. He tells no one of this, for this is his gift alone. Greed feeds his lust for battle. Greed to have all of the blood for himself in each engagement. To deny Ixal is to deny him. He marches onward with his warband, or so he enjoys the thought of. He knows that it is not Vorketh who truly leads them on their mission. His brothers would not accept that kind of talk, however. So Ixal waits. He obeys. But he watches for the moment when his so-called Chaos Lord steps in error. Ixal will be there. He will be there to lead them on a new path, laden with skulls of iron, overflowing with blood. Very cool. I feel like we need a part three. Yeah. There's some really cool imagery. There's some. Yeah, he's teeing up some stuff, too. That's like. Yeah. So, okay, there's two things that I write on the tip of my brain. So I'm going to share them. One is I highlighted it because it was so crazy. (laughs) Uh, I allow, and this is Vorkal talking about the Bloodsworn, the cultists. Okay. Um, I will allow them on this ship so they might be purged on the path we tread to form cobblestones of bone, (laughs) asphalt of blood, and soil of flesh. You will not for a moment forget our purpose. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's wild. When I become oh. prime minister, I'm going to work that into a speech. <laughs> <laughs> and we will tread upon the enemy. <laughs> Form cobblestones of bone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one, I don't remember ex- entirely what it is, where it was, but um, <clears throat> it's a confrontation between Vorketh and Murgon. Hmm. And Murgon is, like, worried that his chapter master, whatever, 
is looking at him with such intent to destroy him yeah. that the warp is just going to make that a reality. And <laughs> yeah. I really like that aspect of the warp is that if your will is strong enough, you just bend reality around you. Hmm. And you don't, like, there's, a lot of times there's incantations and ritual that needs to be invoked with warp, but I like the idea of someone that's just so strong in, like, their power that, However they want it to be, it just is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if, like, they want me dead, their will just kills me. <laughs> I really like that. I just, yeah. yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure even what to say about it. I, I love the direction he went with it. Uh, he wrote all this without really even talking to me, so. It's not cool. very cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's not sanctioned. <laughs> no, no, it's all sanctioned. Uh, this is That's sweet. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was going to write a bunch of other characters. Maybe he was still going to, but maybe this will be the push he needs. Well, write my lore I'm going to have to send a message to Luke because it's been a minute since I've even seen him or chatted mm-hmm. with him. So, Turns yeah. out this whole operation was just to get someone to write lore for Mark. Yep. All right. Everyone can stop submitting. We <laughs> don't right. need you. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Shut down the podcast. Yeah. This <laughs> it's is all a ploy. Just like uh, screening for resumes, essentially reading all the, the little <laughs> Okay. I like this guy. I'll let this guy write for me. <laughs> Yeah, I like that yeah. um, Morgan has, like, bent the machine spirit to his will. Yeah. He, like, absorbed him somehow or maybe <laughs> even killed off the machine spirit. and Confined like find it to a certain spot. Yeah, ship. sure. Like, yeah. It, I guess it depends on whether or not you see the machine spirit as just, like, an actual spirit or as kind of a quirk of technology mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I like it. I yeah. really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, man. When he talks about him, like Vorketh apparently has not a lot of mouth control because he spits oh, yeah. everywhere. Pieces of metal, yeah, and flesh. meat, yeah, meat, meat, flesh just coming out of his <laughs> spit. That was gross. <laughs> also, uh, he who eats, or it, that oh, eats, it which feeds, eats which feeds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that model I have. The the one chaos spawn. Yeah, yeah. very cool. And the cultists like view it as a, a gift to be <laughs> yeah. sacrificed to this thing. And, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's got so a good. lot of flavor that I would include in a lot of my own things. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. Very um, cool. I got nothing else to say. Um, thanks uh, for writing, Matt. Uh, or Luke, I mean, sorry. One of my favorite lines is one of the last ones. It is, it is cold in here. Mm. I wonder if he's talking about space because yeah. he is the ship now. That's, that's what I took it at because he, he starts off with that too. It's yeah. cold in here. Yeah, it could be like his body in the room slowly being uploaded to the ship, mm. ship or whatever. But I like to think that it's, it's the ship itself and he is, it is feeling yeah. himself as it. It's yeah. cold everywhere except for the engine rooms and the warp changer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah exactly. But Oof. like he's... But that's him feeling the whole ship. I feel yeah. every degree of the temperature that permeates his prison. That's yeah. how I feel too. Hmm. <laughs> your your flesh prison, my flesh your prison meat body. I can feel every organism on the surface of my skin <laughs> crawling. crawling over me. Ah, ah, God. <laughs> I must free myself. <laughs> I live in constant agony. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Luke, for writing that and sending it in. Uh, anything else before we head her down for today? Uh, just don't forget to send Henry Cavill a message. I know a couple people of you've been screenshotting and I sending have been me. Seeing them, yeah. yeah, so keep it up. Keep the pressure on. Let's really get that to happen. <laughs> um, if you have a listener lore to send to us, uh, I know I'm an asshole. I'm going to critique it, but do it anyways. It'll be nice. Send it to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. I, I do. I do enjoy reading them, even if they're fun we read. always like reading yeah them. They're, they're always interesting yeah. so send them we way. might not we might not treat them i'm not nicely. gonna go show them to my girlfriend no no sometimes no. i don't sometimes i do it depends yeah. on the lore but. sometimes he just shows his mom he, yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> mom yeah. look at this <laughs> look at this bolter porn mom. <laughs> anyways uh oh, thank man. you christian for joining us always a pleasure i look forward to coming back on the next episode oh you do not tell him <laughs> this was I his didn't last have the heart <laughs> uh, sorry christian unfortunately this is your last time on the podcast there's the um, door we'll be yeah. seeing you out off the premises here's your conciliatory cookie yeah i know it's oatmeal nobody likes <laughs> oatmeal but there you go and uh thanks to all the people who sent us stuff yeah thanks for sending it in. it's really really cool we yeah. have so many keep sending them they're awesome yeah and uh i guess we'll see you guys next week yeah uh, for the uh, 
episode about the emperor. Okay, thanks for coming. <laughs> Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition, ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.